Social housing is back in the news, with a $5.3 billion social housing package announced by the Victorian government. A new report, the first of a study titled Maximizing Impact, looks to provide insight into the characteristics and needs of social housing tenants, and determine the factors contributing to how long tenants stay in social housing, as well as how satisfied they are, and their participation in the community and economy. Hi, I'm Dr. Sarah Taylor, and I'm part of the Unison Housing Research Lab, which is a collaboration between RMIT University and Unison Housing, which is a big social housing provider in Victoria. We interviewed 170 new social housing tenants, so we find out a lot about their, their background when they move into a social housing tenancy, and some of the things that we know from other research are likely to influence how long they stay in a social housing tenancy and, and how satisfied they are with it. Then we interview them again a year later, whether or not they're still in that tenancy. Um, we find out how the tenancy's going, what they like about it, what they don't like, and if they left, why they left. And again, we follow up with them a year after that, oh, with an obvious exception recently. Have it really increased the supply of social housing, and by social housing I mean public housing or community housing. It's kind of an umbrella term for both for a very long time. Instead, you've just got increasing ways of rationing who does get into social housing. The effect of that is that the people who do get into social housing, whether or not it's the intended effect, that the system is certainly doing what it's meant to do. You have people who really are in greatest need. The, um, the people we've talked to have been out of paid employment for many years. Many of them have been on New Start and other sort of terrible low incomes like that for not for the short term, but many, many years and that's kind of how how the system works. You have to be really having a hard time for a very long time and then you might get social housing. Some of the tenants who had experienced homelessness, in particular primary homelessness, um, they've been had their first experience of, of sleeping rough when they're under 25 years and they're just getting into social housing nearly two decades later. It's not a it's not a short term temporary thing, it's just it's 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 chronic. 84% of respondents have been diagnosed with a chronic health condition. Almost half suffered from three or more chronic health conditions. Many people in social housing do have chronic health conditions and they, they're much higher rates than in the community at large. If we compare the number of people who have two or more chronic health conditions, the rates I think are nearly double that for the, the wider community in Victoria. We already know that socioeconomic disadvantage and in particular having a, having a low income when other people have a high income, we already know from other research that that's associated in, in the modern world with particular chronic health conditions like diabetes and heart problems and, and depression and so forth. You combine that sort of wider pattern with the fact that if you've ever been homeless, if you already had a chronic health condition, it gets worse. And if you didn't have one already, you're likely to get one from the, the stress and exposure and just low health of being homeless. Then you combine that with the residualization of social housing, so that rationing system where you are more likely to get um, a social housing tenancy amid that very long waiting list if you do have health conditions. Yes, it's not surprising that the people we've spoken to do have higher rates of chronic health conditions. Most of the, and the majority of the tenants that we spoke to had been diagnosed with a mental health problem. The most common was depression. It's pretty common across all the tenants, whether or not 
they had experienced homelessness or not. But for people who had experienced primary homelessness in particular, they are much more likely to have been hospitalised for mental health problems. Gender is an important factor in tenancy sustainment and tenancy satisfaction and also the experience of homelessness. The tenants we spoke to, many of them had experienced violence as children um, and that was true of both males and females and um, many of them had experienced violence in the year leading up to the, uh, their starting their social housing tenancy. But for sexual violence, women were much more likely to have experienced unwanted sexual contact uh, when they were children. Um, and in the case of cases where they'd experienced violence recently, it was overwhelmingly more likely to be a current or former partner in the case of women. Certainly, we, we know from other research and in, in, in this particular study that increasing supply of social housing is just very important across the board. We know, say, from, from the people we spoke to, many of them were in state care when they were younger. And on the one hand, that says, you know, it doesn't reflect that well on state care. But on the other hand, it, it actually says a lot more about what keeps the rest of us from homelessness a lot of the time is, is family and social connections and social capital and the bank of mum and dad and so forth.